Well, good evening, everyone. It's uh, really good to see you all. I can see most of you. The lights are a bit bright here, but um, uh, I, I want to start by just saying I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Um, and uh, I know it's still a week away, so it feels a bit uncertain. I don't start my present buying until about midday Christmas Eve, and that's when I start to feel as though Christmas is actually going to happen, uh, and maybe it still feels a long way off to you, but I do hope that you have a wonderful Christmas next weekend. I want to speak for just a few moments uh, on the theme. All our services are themed uh, around hope uh, this Christmas time, and we're going to think about how Jesus is the hope for every nation. Um, Simeon, this older gentleman who was in the temple and who had it revealed to him by God that this child, uh, the baby Jesus, was the Lord's promised Messiah, the anointed one, the Savior. Um, right at the beginning of Jesus' life recognizes that this Jesus would be the light for all the nations, all the peoples of the earth. The word that is translated uh, nations, in my version of the Bible, in genes, was people. And there's some debate uh, as to how we should understand this word. Um, it could mean nations or ethnicities or races. It could mean peoples of the earth as uh, all sorts of different social groups. Uh, Jesus is the hope for them all. Um, I have come to the conclusion that watching the news is a risky business. Uh, this is a, a revelation that has come to me this year. Uh, but I was already beginning to think about it during the earlier days of the pandemic. But watching the news, I think if you're a Christian, you ought to pray before you do, because you're about to be assaulted with um, everything bad that is happening in the world. If you're not a Christian, you're not a person of faith, you're on your own, you'll have to work out what to do. But as Christians, uh, we need God's help when we watch the news because it is so disheartening. And um, I want to think for a moment or two about conflict. Have you noticed that people struggle to get along with each other? You've probably noticed it in your personal life. I hope, although comedians like to make jokes about it, I hope there won't be too much in your families this Christmas when you're jammed together. You know, they say, don't you, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And sometimes you're jammed together with people you find it hard to get along with. Well, that's one thing, and it's something we all struggle with. And actually, relationship breakdown is amongst the most painful things that we have to deal with. But what happens when people groups fall out with each other? Um, I'm not sure if the... Uh, PowerPoint has made its way there. Maybe um, we could... No? Okay, no PowerPoint. That's a disappointment. I think perhaps I've forgotten to put it on there. <laughs> That's a blow. Okay, well, I've got it here. Look, you can see it. If, you've, if your eyesight's good enough, it's there, right? That's the evidence I actually did prepare one. Tim, can you make 200 photocopies? No, okay. Um, I had a nice picture. There it is. Ah, oh, more organized than I thought. Although we're pleased to see it, we're not pleased to see the pictures, are we? In February this year, war returned to Europe. And your heart bleeds, my heart bleeds for the Ukrainian people. I mean, it seems like every few decades, some tyrant marches through and causes utter devastation for them. And of course, uh, Vladimir Putin, the latest 
and it's dismaying and overwhelming. 9.5 million refugees, people just like you and me, this time last year enjoying Christmas, and now families split up, towns leveled to the ground almost, infrastructure destroyed, lives lost, and uh, it's not only the Ukrainians that I feel sympathy for, many Russian families have lost children fighting a war, they haven't got the first idea what they're even doing there. And of course, that's perhaps the thing that dominates the news, but there's many, many other conflicts around the world. Next slide, please. Affecting the way that we relate together as human groups of people. Top left, that's a, a scene from Syria. Could you imagine having to lead your child through such devastation? In the West, we continue to struggle with the sins of our empires and the consequences that that has even to this day in deep division and hurt within our own nations. Bottom left, that's, um, that's the Sudan where there's been unspeakable conflict for many years. And then we have the spectre, not so often in the news these days with other things taking attention, but conflicts raging across North Africa and the Middle East, people holding to a destructive version of Islamic teaching, causing terrible conflict and hurt and tragedy. That's why I think you, you switch on the news, you've got to prepare yourself. And as Christians, we believe that Jesus is the answer to all of this. Politicians struggle to kind of get the world's leaders together and get people living together nicely. And they don't succeed a lot of the time. But God has an altogether different answer. And we celebrate it at Christmas. Next slide, please. Um, here's the words of Simeon. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the nations, all the peoples. Whether they are nations and peoples that have dominated others and wrestle with the, the consequences, wrestle with the guilt and the shame of what they have done, or whether it is those who have been victims, and maybe in one sense we're all a bit of both. Oppressed and oppressors all find their salvation, we believe, at the manger. What does the manger really mean? Well, obviously it's only the start of a story that continues through the cross and the resurrection and ultimately to the day when we will all stand before God and give an account of our lives. And those that have bowed the knee at the manger and at the cross and at the empty tomb will find God welcoming them into his everlasting kingdom. It's the start of a story in which all the nations of the earth finally bow before the Christ child. 
It's the point at which God dropped his own spiritual atom bomb into all the conflicts of this world. A baby put in a manger. It speaks of qualities that can put an end to conflict. Speaks of radical humility. That the God who made the world, the King of all majesty, the darling of heaven, is born as a baby into the most poverty-stricken circumstances. And we, we romanticize even this. You can't get any pictures of a manger, that, or at least I can't find the online, that look realistic. I mean, I probably wouldn't mind putting my baby into something like that. But a real manger, I've seen cattle troughs. I've got concerned when my dog drink, drinks out of them. Certainly wouldn't put a baby anywhere near them. It speaks of the radical humility of God. The way out of conflict starts with humility. It speaks of truth. Jesus is the one, this baby would grow up and be a radical truth teller. Not for him to use weasel words to try and pacify conflict. He just called out the truth about humanity wherever he went. But it was balanced by his overwhelming love. See, my wife can basically say anything to me. I might, you know, might get upset, but the truth is I know she loves me and she's not out to get me. So that opens a doorway for her to be pretty truthful. Some of you I'm not so sure about. If you start speaking the truth to me, I shan't be so happy. Jesus is endless love and endless truth. Read the Gospels and see who this baby grew up to be. Read his teaching. I never tire of saying it. it's so simple that a young child can understand. It's so profound that we'll never start, stop wrestling with the consequences of what he had to say. And as a result of his death on the cross, forgiveness. That's what sinful people locked in conflict need, forgiveness. They need to own the truth about themselves, respond in humility, and seek forgiveness and reconciliation. And ultimately, for those who will follow the way of Christ, he offers life. Have the next slide, please. It seems to me there's two ways that you can look at this world and the problems that it throws up. Frederick Nietzsche, who famously proclaimed God is dead, he said all that is left in the world ultimately is power. When it comes down to it, all there is is power and the will or, or the strength to execute your will in this world. And if God is dead, he's right. In the end, the only thing that matters is the rifle. 
But if God is not dead but very much alive and born in a manger, then there is a different way. There is the way of love and reconciliation and truth. And this is the way I commend to you. This is the way that leads to life. The power of the rifle and all the military apparatus of this world is the way of death. Jesus, in seeming powerlessness, has more power than all the weapons of this world. I think it's a hymn, it came upon a midnight clear. And the third verse of that hymn, I think, runs like this. Perhaps I could have the final slide, or the next slide at least. Yet with the woes of sin and strife, the world has suffered long. And this was written before 24 hours, 24 hour rolling news coverage. But the truth is evident to anyone who will look honestly. This world is deeply troubled and broken. Yet with the woes of sin and strife, the world has suffered long. Beneath the angel's strain has rolled 2,000 years of wrong. And man at war with man hears not the love song which they bring. Oh, hush the noise, ye men of strife and hear the angels sing. This Christmas, the baby who went on to be the savior of the world, the risen one, and one day is coming back as a coming king, invites you to worship at the manger, to bow your knee. There is no better way to come before the humble one in humility, to come before the truthful one and own the truth of who you and I and who the whole of humanity has become, to accept his love and to take love into the very core of who we are, to accept his forgiveness and extend that forgiveness to those around you and to receive his life, life that no rifle can ever put an end to. This is good news for you. It's good news for me. It is a better story than any philosopher is going to come up with. It's a way you can live your life that will bring meaning and indeed joy as we discover who God created us to be. Our final song is Joy to the World. I invite you to stand with me and sing with great hope and joy in your heart a song of worship to the one in the manger. God bless you.